0: podcast, A podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is your nerdy tutor, myself, George, and with me here today, of course, my mom, and also a nerdy tutor at this point.
1: Why, thank you. So, I've graduated.
0: We're, we're, we're leveling up. Yeah. So, this week I wanted to do a bit of a review of what we've done over the last year. We've gone through quite a number of topics here this last year. And. So today I wanted to talk about some of the three things that we really liked discussing here this last, over this last year, and what what of them we might continue to look into or continue to uh, maybe do another podcast on in the future. Okay. So did you want to start or?
1: Okay. So like what were our favorite things? Yeah.
0: What were our favorite things? The one exception to this is we're not going to talk about, we'll talk about Japan at the end. We
1: kind of overdid Japan. Yeah. I, I loved it though
0: but also because I think they would both be ranked on like number one of both of our lists.
1: Yeah, this is true. Okay. So, so things, things, um, that I've discovered in the last 12 months that I didn't expect to enjoy, but did, mm-hmm. um, WWE. Oh, okay. okay so, so you're surprised, um, because I, um, gained an appreciation for, for exactly how much skill that takes. Um, it is, it is sort of the, the perfect combination of, um, athleticism and acting.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah.
1: And, um, and so I went, I'm always pretty game, mm-hmm. but, um, I went expecting to go, oh yeah, okay, it's everything, it's all the cheese I thought it was. Oh yeah. And it is all the cheese I thought it was, but part of what makes any experience is, um, is how the crowd responds. And if and when the crowd's part of the show, it's usually a pretty good show. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, WWE has always been one of those things where, like, even if you don't care about any of the stories happening, like, just watching these people move around that ring with such ease. I mean, like, I don't think you ever got to see Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a big Samoan dude that moves around the ring like a gazelle. Like he's so nimble and agile as he just moves around.
1: Well, I think actually for me, even even um, just just um, what I watched online, because I did did watch the um, a number of sort of um, from Gorgeous George on mm-hmm. um, online, and even that was really um, kind of a, a fun sort of every once in a while you need that sort of kitschy thing. Um, the other pleasure for me was watching them um, develop, really develop women.
0: Oh yeah, it, it's been a real push over the last couple of years here, where they've really made a point of pushing women and having their wrestling be um, as focal point as the men's wrestling. And with WrestleMania 35 here this last season, um, they you know they were the final show, the final match of the evening.
1: Well, um, and, and yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess it, that, was, that was really a pleasure for me. So a couple of things I really enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing some of the people I'd seen on WrestleMania in mm-hmm. person. Oh,
0: yes, when we went to we the saw several. event.
1: Yeah. Um, I enjoyed seeing um, sort of how it developed mm-hmm. um, and the growth from, from Gorgeous George, which I remember when I was a kid, wrestling was on on Saturdays. Um, and then um, I think I could be a, a Becky Lynch fan.
0: Oh, Becky Lynch is awesome. Yeah. Still the women's cha- Raw Women's Champion here since huh? WrestleMania, so very long-lasting. Um, and speaking of wrestling, we have the Royal Rumble coming up. So um, the best way to describe this here is the Royal Rumble is the kickoff to what they call the WrestleMania season, which will go all the way up until April when they have the next WrestleMania. And what's cool about the Royal Rumble is, is that you have... Um, a 30-person, in this case there'll be a men's and there will be a women's, mm-hmm. and it's a 30-person 30, 30 over-the-top battle royale, which basically means that... Are there 30 people
1: even competing in this?
0: Yes, every year. On the men's side, actually, you, you get to a point where you start seeing certain wrestlers, you're just like, oh, I know this guy's not winning. I know this guy's not winning. Ooh, this might be a contender. Oh, but this guy's not winning. Like They, they, fill, okay. they, fill, it, they fill it out quite a bit with the mid-card, so... Um, it gets a little distracting sometimes because you watch it enough, you're just like, "Oh, it's you from a tag team division." Yeah, you're not going to win.
1: Yeah, be
0: nice if that were the case. You know, to really surprise me. A surprise, people. yeah. Um, but the way it works is that two men, two men or women, either one, starts in the ring first, and then every about minute and a half to two, every about minute to minute and a half, a new wrestler gets added to the mix. And they'll keep going through all 30 wrestlers. Now, to get now to get um, eliminated from the match, you have to be tossed over the top rope, and both of your feet have to touch the ground.
1: So you could just hang on and, and hang on to the side and not touch the ground and still be uh, you could,
0: You could walk with your hands on the ground. You could, you know, so long as you don't touch the ground with your feet, you survive. There's a number of wrestlers that have made a point of finding ways to avoid touching the ground that way. Um, the Well, what, you know,
1: and you talked about the mid card play uh, participating. Well, you know, actually, it's it's a chance for the mid card to see big time. Mm-hmm. Well, at worst, That's kinda, kind of kind of egalitarian I, to, for lack of a better word.
0: Well, I don't I don't disregard the mid card at all. There's a number of mid carders, um that like I really enjoy. Like the Miz is a perpetual mid carder. He, him, and Dolph Ziggler are excellent wrestlers, but neither one of them are. Are ever sniffing the title, the championship title, these days? And I feel really bad because, like, I like these guys, and I wish they would get to the championship level because, you know,
1: are they just not showmen enough? No, no, it's,
0: it's it's often a lot of the time what you know the office wants to push.
1: Okay.
0: You know, like if you can imagine, it's like you know, do we, yeah, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the concerns at the end of the day are just how much the office will push you at the end of the day, and they want to make big stars out of big notable names and with the example like the miz has been around since
1: that's a name i recognize
0: 2007 2008 uh, he's got he's been the champion before and gone to wrestlemania with the championship and won at the end of the day but it's his only wwe championship that he's ever had he's never sniffed it otherwise he's been intercontinental champion uh eight to nine times now he's been uh Tag team champion, a United States champion, which is kind of comparable to the Intercontinental. Um, but like, they won't let him get to the big to the big top anymore, um, and it's kind of odd why because he's a because con- he's a constant fixture. It's not like he's well, how,
1: how old is he? I don't mean to be ageist, but
0: um, I want to say he's in a, he's in his mid thirties. He's probably okay. either as old as me or, or just about. Okay. So, um, but I mean, age usually doesn't have that. Big of a, I mean, he's a good worker. He he's not been out for with an injury for any prolonged period of time, which is often a, which is often sometimes a mark against you. Like if you if you're too yeah, no, I get
1: if you're not reliable.
0: Yeah, I get it. So okay, um, but no, then there's there's a couple others. I mean, my hope is always that when they do, uh, the Royal Rumble that some that they make a new star out of it. And a lot of times, sometimes going into that Rumble. Um, You also get to kind of shake things up a little bit and start rivals with rivalries with somebody. So like sometimes if you, if one guy threw another guy over that might start a rivalry or how do you get rid of Kane, the big show, which are these massive seven foot tall guys that just take people out by just lifting them up off the ground and throwing them over half the time. Um, So there's always those, there's always those notions. And so, uh, but this often starts um, the WrestleMania season where they start gearing up toward WrestleMania and promoting stories that would either go so into to build that. the drama. Yeah, and Becky Lynch is a uh, Royal Rumble winner. Oh, very cool. So, yeah.
1: Well, and I guess a, a follow-up question I had to that was, I noticed um, on uh, USA Channel lots of ads for Elite Wrestling.
0: Ah, so there is a new promotion called All Elite Wrestling. So... Uh, The story behind that is that there was um, a wrestler who was actually in the WWE named Cody Rhodes um, who wasn't getting the push that he wanted, much in the same way like The Miz is not getting the push. He was not getting a push at all either, and so he decided that he was going to leave and he went to Japan to go wrestle in Japan, and he made friends with um, wrestlers in Japan um, who were a part of a stable called the bullet club it's basically in Japan it's the it's the gaijin, uh it's the evil American foreign invaders
1: okay gimmick. got it okay.
0: Um, and he formed- storyline it, it it is it's actually um there's a wrestler called Finn Balor who I who we all kind of enjoy who's the lead who was literally the founder of bullet club okay um, and you have AJ Styles another pro- prominent wrestler he was a uh, IWGP, which stands for International Wrestling Grand Prix, uh, that's, that's the name of their titles. Oh, good. <laughs> which is, it's always kind of a misnomer because it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is like NJPT,
1: uh-huh.
0: or something of that, but its titles are known as IWGP, so International, Gr- International Wrestling Grand Prix. Okay. So um, AJ Styles is a IWGP heavyweight champion. You know, and a number of other people from the Bullet Club um, have gone to the WWE, um, which are kind of like the first generation of Bullet Club members. But now we have um, we have a slightly a newer generation, which included uh, Cody Rhodes, um, who just goes by Cody now because he can't okay. use the Rhodes part because it's trademarked by the WWE. OK. Um, a pair of, another pair of wrestlers called the Young Bucks. These are a pair of twins. Um, that do tag team wrestling. Um, the only—they're not really distinct at all. Like I think the only difference is one has big goatee as a big kind of like mutton chops, while the other one doesn't.
1: Okay, so they've made sort of their own distinctions. Yeah, and okay. then
0: there's um, another great Canadian wrestler um, by the name of Kenny Omega, who was also a IWGP Heavyweight Champion, a bunch of other championships as well, um, and they've basically were able to create their own wrestling stable out of uh basically the inter- the world saying like hey you guys will never be big enough to sell a crowd well they're like okay well challenge accepted okay they booked an arena for 10,000 tickets the ticket sold out in about five minutes and then they did it again and again it sold out within about five ten minutes and they realized okay well we kind of got lightning in a bottle here they've since partnered with partnered with um Tony Khan, who is, whose dad owns the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. So that's where they're getting the funding from, and now Cody Rhodes is like the executive, is, is one of the uh, basically the cre- leader of all the creative for AEW, which is a new wrestling promotion, and one of its big gets is Chris Jericho, who was formerly with the WWE, yeah. wrestling along with Kenny Omega and in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and actually, to this day, still was. They just had Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, which is kind of like the Japan's WrestleMania.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and they were doing, um, and they had their WrestleMania, and uh, Chris Jericho wrestled in Japan again. So
1: that's pretty so, cool.
0: Um, and so they were also able to get one of the former WWE stars, name um, who went by Dean Ambrose, now goes by John Moxley. They were able to get him from the WWE and a couple other notable names have joined over. So uh, it's interesting because it's reinvigorating kind of like what we, what used to be the Monday night wars with WCW versus the WWF. right? right. Uh, but now it's on on Wednesday. So it's like the Wednesday night wars. Okay. So um, that's a big thing that's kind of going on as well right now. They're not doing a lot of touring um, because I think they're trying to keep the wrestlers as fresh as possible, but they, they're doing interesting stuff and, if by comparison, this would be a slightly more uh, mature and adult version of wrestling versus where like the WWE is a little bit more um, family, like- Family friendly. More family friendly, yeah. definitely yeah. more family friendly. So.
1: Yeah, I guess that's one of the things that surprised me when we went was mm-hmm. that they, they were, you know, aside from the audience participation, which was whoo, whoo. Um,
0: oh, yeah, uh, there were a lot of kids.
1: There were a lot of kids.
0: A lot of parents and kids. And a lot yeah. of them all dressed up with the, rest of the wrestling year and the hats. And, and the makeup
1: and, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, okay, so that that was that was my number three. What's, what's your number three?
0: I enjoyed um, World of Warcraft with you. And That's I, my number two. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed playing World of Warcraft with you. Um, we could work on your movement skills in the game. But yeah, I was
1: having a hard time getting around. Yeah,
0: but, no, I think... Um, i I was enjoying i was enjoying that mostly if just because it was something you and me were doing and we were you know to see your face light up when you were doing stuff was awesome like that's always <laughs> one of the it's always one of the interesting things that when we're doing stuff together that watching you just kind of like click and all this is happening around you and I thought that was a lot of fun yeah um and it's one of my favorite hobbies as well for the most part if I were to um like I would love to get you into like the higher level stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I, I, I work. So you could get to the higher level stuff. Well, I've
0: I've been in the higher level stuff. So, yeah. But I I find it interesting to watch you play because again it's a you don't play a lot of video games. I like don't. And, and to watch you play this game, and we should have it just because Words
1: with Friends doesn't count.
0: No, I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, what we ought to do one day is I'll just play a couple older games, and we can work our way up to slightly more more recent games. Yeah, um, but to watch you play and to watch you like your eyes light up when it's like okay, this makes sense now, and it was like perfect.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and I also enjoyed it because I don't play a Pandarian very often, so I don't know the world. I don't know their starting area, and I can't roam around it very easily. I have to kind of learn it as you did. So there was a part of that where like we were both enjoying, both learning and watching everything happen.
1: Well, and and I actually was you know especially as I got to sort of glamour out and she earned things um, because I am a girly girl. Mm-hmm. Um. I really enjoyed the whole, the whole, um, sort of world and, and, um, the little, little elf, the little evil elf creatures and, yep. and just the whole, that whole sort of thing going on the quest. Um, that was a lot of fun. And that was in, you know, it, I think that, I think the things I enjoyed the most, um, were the things that I was kind of like, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm always along for the ride. Yeah. I'm pretty game, but um, I'm along for the ride, and I'm going along. And um, those were the things that ended up being the most fun. The things that that I wasn't didn't expect to be that engaged in. Mm-hmm. That those those for me were the were the hits. Yeah. And 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 I I, I loved that you helped me because I was really getting quite lost. Um. But um, sort of, sort of the whole exploring uh, the other side because I, I realize that millions of people play World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. um, and you know it, it's easy to um, I think disassociate yourself from those sorts of things because you think, well, that's somebody else's world, mm-hmm. um, and that's um, and just just blanket say that's not for me. Yeah. And um, if I've learned anything in life, it's that you have to be open to everything. Mm-hmm. And that was something where actually that is for me. Oh, okay. So I, I really enjoyed that. So um, that's something that when I have more time, I could see myself doing. Right now I just don't have time. No, no, but no. but um, I could really see myself getting engaged in.
0: So what's actually kind of interesting, um, here's a great little World Warcraft story here is that um, Back in the very early days of World of Warcraft, nobody knew how you made videos in the game. We we all know now how you make videos in the game, but one guy actually went out and... Um, the process is known as machinima, which is basically taking mm. video game footage and making it look like you were recording it in... Um, as if you were, like, out, like, like theatrical productions or movies right. and things like that. Yeah. Well, what he did is he figured out how to... Um, have other characters follow his l- other characters while they're all doing it in-game, and created a movie out of it. And uh, they had, like, a movie contest at the first uh, BlizzCon in 2007. And the World of Warcraft team was so amazed. They were thinking, okay, well, he clearly he created, like, a private server, or he, yeah. he he hacked the game in some sort of way here. When he later explained to them, like, no, I, this is how I did it. They looked at him as if, like, I never figured that out. We never figured that out. They offered him a job. He is now the head of cinematics for Blizzard Interactive. And the reason I tell this story is that he got his, um, when he got hired for the game, his mom was like, oh, well, what is that? His mom and his dad now play in-game with him. And actually, in the game, and the Blizzard, the Blizzard staff have done this over the years where they've Left e- left stuff in the game on occasions, like um, when they have people who visit their studios for Make a Wish or uh, stuff like that. They'll leave elements of those characters in the games for them to still kind of exist in a way, you know. So they're never really lost at all.
1: That's kind of neat.
0: Um, but his parents roam the city of Stormwind as does he, and occasionally they'll bump into each other.
1: Oh, that's fun. so you can
0: so as you're literally in this giant city with all these players moving around. There's NPCs which are also moving around, and sometimes they're having their own conversations or they're talking to themselves or they're doing stuff. his parents roam through the game
1: that's cool so that's cool so i mean i guess I guess the the lesson for me has been mm-hmm. um, and and that's just one of, of several examples because I would say you know going to the manga museum, same sort of thing mm-hmm. um, for me the lesson for me has been um if millions of people like it, millions of people aren't wrong, mm-hmm. and um, it may not be. It may not be for every, every everyone, but there's there's joy. There's certainly joy to be had, um, and there's a reason why there's a reason why these things are popular. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why um, they've gotten such broad acceptance.
0: Oh yeah, no. I've being a nerd for me has always been this notion to not discount something I'm not. I don't understand because i mean like i i don't get harry potter fans i honestly don't like I oh can,
1: you i've read i read the books with your brother and i would cheat mm-hmm. and and after he fell asleep go back in his room and sneak the book out so i could continue reading
0: oh no don't get me wrong i like the stories i don't understand the fans like there is, there are some fans that are like. Oh,
1: we saw people in costume in in. At Femime, in, yes. Well, no. At, at, Universal, oh, at Universal
0: Studios, yeah, that's right. At yeah.
1: Universal in Osaka.
0: Oh yeah, it, 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 it again, was a
1: huge. I, and I think what surprised me about that was that I, I didn't perceive it as being an international thing. I, I perceived it as being sort of a, a, a.
0: Western world,
1: sort of. Well, not even a Western world. British American. Yeah. I, I didn't see it being outside of British American. I don't know why. Yeah, very it, narrow of me. But but it, um, for
0: me, the fandom has never just clicked for me. Like I I can I understand it and I understand what it is, but like after I read the books, I was not like, oh my goodness, I have to go join like a Harry Potter subreddit or I have to learn more about these characters. Like I I was I was okay with being done after a certain point. But I appreciate why some people would love these stories in particular the way i the way i can tell people love it is because they grew up with it and that's true the, and so,
1: so you're so your youngest brother grew up with it yeah and, he's I can 10 just, years and i
0: can appreciate how like one of my favorite japanese animation or is something i grew up with a grew grew up with when i was first going into the medium and that's uh one half and evangelion now to this day i don't recommend evangelion because it's an effed up series that that's um that you can't really appreciate without having watched a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But I recommend Rama One Half all day long. I think that's that's a hilarious manga and even better and even in just as good anime. But I think well, it's Well
1: and, and and the things that, you know, what I would compare it to is like you and Mark grew up with uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. John grew up with Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I all of you grew up with Pokemon to some degree. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, but uh, you know, Yu Gi Oh was never something, but that you did. Um, but but Magic: The Gathering was never something he did. Mm-hmm. And so and so, it's 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 interesting. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um. So your number two was World of Warcraft. You said.
1: Uh, yeah. I I, I I was surprised at how fun that was. hmm I really was. That okay. was, that that was that was cool.
0: So a tangent to World of Warcraft, then that I w- that I would recommend is that we do another Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. Okay. So,
1: because
0: that was v-
1: yeah. You see now, went, and when I was trying to make my list, Dungeons and mm-hmm. Dragons was number four or five. Okay. I was trying to figure it out. Um, I think my number one will will, you know. Be, I I excluded Japan from the list. Yes,
0: because that would both be our number ones. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I excluded Japan from the list. But but Dungeons & Dragons, and especially because um, it it occasionally takes place in my house, um, and because I, I tried to be part of a group 30 years ago before you were even, well, okay, Thirty-five years ago, before you were even born, Um, Mm -hmm. when I was in public accounting, there was somebody I worked with who had a group, and we played a couple of times. But your father wasn't, you know, kind of wasn't into it, and and um, and uh, so and so it didn't catch with us. But um, but I found that I found that fast fascinating. Mm -hmm. I like being a tiefling. Oh yes. So 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 I found I found that interesting as well, and I think I think part of what Part of what I'm I'm realizing is that um, I, I think we discount the need for, for escapism.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And then the need um, for role playing because there aren't a whole lot of things in adult life that allow you to do that, where you get to take on a different role. And um, I, enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the process in both um, Dungeons and & Dragons and in uh, World of Warcraft. I really enjoyed the process of kind of deciding you know, looking at the qualities I could have mm-hmm. and kind of pulling on which of those I'd like to have, yeah. like like to choose.
0: Yeah, no. Again, the ability I've... to
1: choose, choose sort of who you were going to play.
0: What you wanted to be if you had the option yeah. to. And being yeah. able to just let the rest of the world kind of disappear and just engross yourself in something completely different. Where we're not worrying about politics, we're not worrying about strife. Probably not job unless it's an well, element to the game. Yeah.
1: I mean, being Princess Peach for a day was fun for me.
0: So that's actually my number two. Okay. So cosplaying with you was, was a hoot on that day. I think for two different reasons. One of which was that, like, I got to do something that wasn't typical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to see your first reaction was certainly uh, hilarious to me.
1: <laughs> not everybody gets to see their son in drag, okay? No,
0: no, Um I mean, I, again, I, I always wanted I always kind of wanted to try it. I never had like a good reason to do it on any particular yeah. level. When my office coworker like, cause I she's a makeup artist and she was talking with me about it. It's like, you know, have you ever thought of doing drag? And I was just like, no. And then I thought, and then the thought bubble slept slept in my head for weeks. And then I looked at her it's like, because she had told me like, well, if you ever want to do drag, I'll do your makeup. And so we spent, you know, so I spent like a week or two thinking about it. And then I looked at her and was like, what if we did this? She's like, yeah, that's cool. So then this entire process of putting together this costume and stuff, you know, was unique in my particular level. But hey, like, I not very often you get to do that to dress up in drag. Oh,
1: and and that that for me was a really um, good experience. Um, You know, I've I've in the past done your costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, and made them and and yeah, I've never gotten to experience
0: wearing it or
1: yeah, where they go from there. So so for me, that was really a lot of fun. Now now I I bought Princess Peach because she was readily available, mm-hmm. um and and good quality and not not terribly expensive. So I was I yeah, was pretty I mean, thrilled with that. Yeah, I,
0: no, I find a lot of cosplay, if especially if you're buying it online or having um. In, Less unlikely for somebody to sew it for you locally. If you if you're going to get it get it made, you'll often have it made usually in, in China and a lot. Yeah, of mine was
1: made in China, and I was and I ordered it big because I was worried about it being, being too small. small. Yeah, and it ended up being just huge, mm-hmm. and I ended up having to take it in. Um, but I ordered the um, the. Uh, Pieces, the brooch and the earrings and the and the crown, mm-hmm. um, I got on on Etsy, yeah. and they were um, digitally printed. Yes, uh, with a di- with,
0: so yeah, so um, a lot of a lot of stuff, especially with the age of uh, maker bots and things like that, where you can basically make almost anything you want and just polish it up and paint it later, um, which was real, which was really cool. Like I know a couple of my pieces were that way as well.
1: They were really nice. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, And no, and again, that was a lot of my stuff. Again, same thing. Again, custom made for me, but digital, but on a digital printer.
1: Digitally printed. Um, And 3D printer. A 3D printer. And, and um, so so that whole process, except that my curls didn't stay, but I have, I have Princess Peach's um, naturally blonde, long hair. Yep. So, so it was, it was suitable. Um, that experience for me what walking in, and more so for you, um, I walked from my office, which is downtown, um, probably oh, three, three blocks I would say three blocks or yeah, so. yeah, three blocks or so, um, to you. and um, people were <laughs> it, it was it was quite it was quite something because I wasn't in the direction I was walking in the direction of the convention center, but I wasn't in and around the convention center until mm-hmm. I got to you. And um, and so people were a little um, confused. Yeah,
0: I had that. I had that happen one time. If you remember when we did Greek dancing, the one time it was in San Jose. Uh huh. Um, I think one of the days, I got your parking pass for your office, right? Space which
1: makes sense. Yeah. And
0: I parked at the at your office space because it was very easy to get to. I remember walking in my full Greek costume regalia back to there and one of the and i passed a parent and his son and they were remarking about you know uh, the one of the mentors like oh wow look at that guy there's like yeah something must be going on and again like in well and,
1: and mind you when you were in your greek costume you were in skirts yes because it was a traditional fustanella costume yes yeah so. yeah so so um part of part of that experience for me was just the whole walking around and having people take your picture mm-hmm. And how much fun that was, and kind then and and look,
0: at, look at the various stuff that people were selling, and all the other people in costumes as well.
1: Well, and that huge floor, and there was so much going on because there were um, Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. things, and there was model making, and there was video you know, games, video and games, and, and and older video games, which really surprised me, mm-hmm. like like video games from the fifties or from the sixties and seventies, seventies yep. and eighties, I guess. Yes. Um, and, and uh, I don't think I had realized qu- quite how dynamic it was. There was an a, um, anime artist who was drawing on an overhead so you could watch him draw. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, the big cafe. Um, you know, so there were all these different elements. Um, and then you had what was outside, which you, which I asked you about at the time, and, and you told me was fairly typical. And that's the the you're all going to hell, Oh, God, yeah. um, which which especially you and Drag got. Um, he, I got. He, I, got he, he, I know he, he, he targeted on me for you. A yeah, bit. yeah, he targeted you a bit.
0: What again? Like you either believe or you don't believe, and if you don't believe, like then you don't care, and if you do believe, you wouldn't be there to begin with. Um, and I've met a number of those guys that with those giant signs. Screaming and yelling at people, proselytizing. Yeah, which is also a great word that I always get compliments for whenever I say because everyone's always like, "What the hell does that mean?" It's like proselytizing. What do you think it means?
1: Yeah, as opposed to prostituting. Yeah, Um, I've always found it curious that those are. And and I have to say, I mean, as you know, I teach Sunday school, and and uh, I'm in church most every Sunday. So, um, but but my god doesn't doesn't care what you look like he cares about who you are yeah um and that and that would be the difference there so. I, I,
0: I always love this notion here those like oh well you can't well, they they worship you know swords they, they worship magic this is like oh. no we appreciate the story that's being told and yes the character is swinging around a magic wand like Boo effing who! It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, that's like
1: the 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 hoopla over Harry Potter and don't let your child read those books because they're talking about incantations. A good book is a good book. And if it gets your child to read, who who cares? Mm-hmm. Beliefs are a belief system is a whole different set of core values and and uh, to, if if you're if you're solid in in your belief system, it doesn't And, and your faith, mm-hmm. then then what you the, the, What yeah. matters.
0: Yeah, I was in mean, and I re- and one of the things I really take away from it was just directly after that were the other people we were walking with and one yeah. guy who really wanted to go back there and just beat him up for that, that. and we kind of yeah. had to explain to him that yeah, you go and do that it's what he wants you to go and do. Dude, he wants yeah. you to go and beat him up. So that way not only do you get arrested, he looks like he looks like a martyr at the He's end of the, the day. He's the victim. He's the yeah. victim and he gets to be the hero at the end of the day. And that's all he's doing there to begin with. He's going to be the hero to him. In either case, he's a hero to himself because either, a he stood in front of all these people and allowed the heathens to walk. He walked amongst the heathens and came out, say, perfectly fine. He maybe converted one or two other people for one reason or do another. Do you think
1: he? Oh, do you think that ever really? No I, d- no,
0: I don't. I don't believe that in a second. I, I, if,
1: I don't think open-minded people. I I would assume that most people who who go to something like Fanime are open-minded, and I don't think open-minded people um party on with with close minded people
0: well, not even so much that so much as that if somebody were to sway you so easily with just some words like that that you would not probably be sway you would have you would have had those inklings already you would have had those beliefs already most likely yeah. and yeah and and if somebody were to if and if somebody were able to sway you like that so easily then like you really didn't believe in whatever you were believing in right then and there anyways and, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and and so that part I don't care about, um, you know, I, I get, I don't, I, do, I found the costume hilarious to, to, to wear. Uh, well, and
1: you switched it up a little bit later and kept the, kept the heels and a skirt.
0: Yes. I I, I, I went and found office attire. Yeah. And went back to work for a little bit helping with the elevator situation, which was a real issue at the hotel because some of the elevators weren't working and always ends up being a crowd by the elevators. So, yep. um, but no, again, I, I thought that part was hilarious. And, um, it, it, the one thing I would change if I had to do that all over again, different heels. Uh, yeah,
1: me too. Because uh, I I wore shoes that I would ordinarily wear to the office, and I would I would have told you were really comfortable. But but whether it was the heat that day, because it was a warm day,
0: it was a very warm day, yeah.
1: And um, whether it was heat that day or um or the amount we walked, well, um, my feet were my feet were not happy.
0: Well, the one thing the one thing I got told originally from my friend who was helping me with a costume is that I should have gotten platform shoes.
1: Yeah, I wear and, wedges most of the time.
0: Well, platform is like like with a two inch sort of additional yeah. kind of thing underneath. Yeah. And I usually balked at that because it was like, oh no, that's going to be way too high. I don't wear heels to begin with. I'll never yeah. be able to navigate that. And at the same time, um, it,
1: w- it, it would have been easier because your arch wouldn't have been as stretched.
0: May- yeah. So, um, but so, finding
1: those in your size would have been quite the,
0: well, again, I mean, it's uh, Amazon apparently sells the shoe size in my size, which is where oh. I got it from. Oh, cool. So good to know. so, uh, Apparently, I wear a women's 16.
1: Can I just say, I have big feet and I wear a 10.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. In general, though, then like in men's, I wear like a size 14 and a half to a 15. I often have to wear a 15 because my feet are wider than a standard 14 and, yeah. 14 and a
1: half. Is, I birth boys with big feet.
0: I, I, I often tell the story if I would go to find shoes, it's like that scene in Star Wars at the very beginning. It's like, you know, droids, we don't serve your kind here.
1: You yeah. Know. You oh, walk yeah. Into,
0: you walk into a shoe store. The largest size for men they tend to carry is a thirteen. If they carry a fourteen or a fifteen, it's like they have to go to the they have to go into the very back of the shop, you know, they pull out a box, Oh, well, I haven't th- seen one of these in a while. <sighs> As they blow off the dust off the top of the box. Will these work for you? It's like, no. No. So. Yeah,
1: no. I I, I I remember years and years ago, and this is back when you were in high school, you're we trying to buy you dress shoes at Macy's. Mm-hmm. And um, and when we asked for for I, I think at, at the time it might have been a thirteen, mm-hmm. um, the the girl the girl said, oh, that's big, and 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 you were embarrassed, but you turned around and said, well, you know what they say about men with big feet, and that shut her up.
0: Yep, that's right, big socks.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so what was your so yeah so cosplaying if. If I had the chance to cosplay with you again, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, or if we did it again, um, at work they were telling me I should try to do Ursula next time. Yeah, I think Ursula that'd would be, be good. I think that'd be kind of funny. I could reuse a lot of the same stuff I had before. Just figure out how to paint, uh, maybe not paint my body, but just the face and get like a white wig and find a way to make tentacles, you know. Yeah. There.
1: Well, I did tentacles for your sister one time um, because she had to be an octopus, and and I can explain to you how I do it. I took um, four pairs of, of um, white tights. Oh, okay. And I took um, the thin balloons, mm-hmm. and I I curled up the thin balloons and put the tights over them, well, and I'm, then and then used something called stiffy stuff. Okay. Um, to harden them. And then I made potato stamps and, um, and, and for, pa- for the suction cups. Yeah. To make, to make, to print on the suction cups.
0: See, I was thinking doing it a bit similar to the way I did uh, the tail, which has oh, this yeah. kind of its own little curve. And I was thinking if you, if you do the pattern like a curl already, you can kind of make it look like they're coming up out of the skirt, maybe, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and originally thinking that if you get like six, if you get like, Again, like, I'm going to assume like eight, maybe you get like eight of those, you get like, you can have them kind of hanging just right underneath the skirt, like they're coming out almost like those are actually the feet for the
1: skirt. Well, they have eight legs.
0: Well, yes, octopus too. Yeah. So, all right. So what was your number
1: one thing? Okay. So I was really surprised with how taken I was with the whole Marvel universe. Oh, okay. Um... uh, you know the whole sort of DC. Would, okay, so End Game and getting ready to watch End Game, mm-hmm. and I kind of kind of watched some of the movies before. I'd certainly seen all of the Iron Man. Your father really likes Iron Man, um, but was not um, really into that that series of characters. And I think part of your explanation, of, part of it was for me, your explanation of sort of the psychology behind. Um, some of the characters. Oh, yeah. Um, that really helped me appreciate exactly what was going on there. I really enjoyed um, watching Spider-Man kind of develop.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I, one of the hallmarks what I've really found interesting about the just Marvel characters in general is just how well they were created when they were created. And, and, yeah. and oddly enough, like, these are characters that were created um, with maybe the exception of Captain America was more like an element of the 40s. Yeah. And for the literal time in which he was created. Uh, but we look at, like, Iron Man and the Hulk, and these are all characters that have... Uh, that were more or less birthed during um, the, like, the 60s and 70s. 70s, yeah. Uh, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: very and very much, if you go back to those original comics, like, again, like, Iron Man is fighting the Viet Cong. Um, and now modern days probably be fighting, yeah. in, like, the Afghanistan or in the yeah. Middle East, maybe. Yeah. Um, but just how much these characters not only speak to kind of our current understanding of the world and how well they still fit in this world, Uh that, like, even then, like, you can still have them, you know, even if you just take them at their base value, that how much over the course of the movies they change so much, I mean, like...
1: They've grown and evolved and you see that, I think, the most in Captain America.
0: I think, uh, absolutely.
1: But having lived through several iterations of Spider-Man, I find mm -hmm. the the the, um, new Aunt May and... Oh, I love no. the
0: new Atme. I think the yeah. new Atme is awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the new the new Petey, Petey... Peter um, Parker.
0: Peter Parker. Um, I love this Peter Parker because he's not confident. And I like the notion that he's not confident because it really speaks to the notion that you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You don't have to be the bravest or anything. But when the time comes you can be if you wanted to you can
1: be an everyday hero yeah
0: or just yeah. in general and in just in general like even at the end of like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming which a lot of people don't don't find that to be the best spy- great Spider-Man movie I liked it because again it was very much you know like at the end of the day he, st- he, he doesn't give into the no- he doesn't want to become an Avenger which was, was his entire dream the entire thing and he's like no I just want to be a neighborhood spider Spider-Man guy Spider-Man I don't want to be I don't want to you know like you got to protect the little people too so, yeah. And I, and, I, and I think a lot of the characters have really, I mean, we've had the distinct pleasure of enjoying it for the last 12 years, I want to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm, I'm curious to see the next Doctor Strange. I'm curious to see Captain Marvel. I think we're both really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3.
1: I'm a big Guardians. I mean, that that is the one that, it, that appealed to me first.
0: Oh, I think it's, it's got a, such a unique family dynamic. to it. It's a
1: buddy that. movie. Absolutely,
0: buddy. yeah. Um, I'm also curious for the next um, Thor movie, Love and Thunder, because we'll get uh, Natalie Portman back. Love,
1: love, fat Thor.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> well, again, yeah, I mean, like it was
0: kind of kind of amazing that we saw that costume so frequently. At I've seen that costume in a number of cases at cons now, and I think that's yeah. hilarious. I do hope that during because we
1: can identify with somebody who let him them themselves go. Oh, It was perfect.
0: Oh, it was so A couple perfect.
1: Couple beers. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I was really uh, surprised and delighted with. Okay, so for me that was kind of like your Harry Potter thing. Okay. Um, you know, enjoy the good story, but don't get people being that into it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I I kind of get people getting being that into it.
0: How was I your get Christmas, it. How was your Christmas
1: present? I lo- I love my Captain Marvel.
0: Where where does she sit in your in your she, office?
1: She is on uh, my credenza behind me. Oh. so if you were to sit across in my guest chairs, you would see her.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. have you got any comments about it or?
1: Well, um, yeah, my boss I was like, what, "What what is that?" I said, "Well, yeah, this is super. because I have the have <laughs> the and the Funko Captain Marvel um, on my desk on in, in, um, right by my uh, my monitors." Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so. did you think? Oh, he thinks I'm nuts anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so is no. This is the
0: big boss, or this is uh, his this son. Is, this
1: is this is the the father. Yeah. Okay. He's in his early 80s, and um, and and kind of a conservative guy. Okay. At times, I think I drive him crazy, but that's oh, okay. Well,
0: if you don't drive your boss crazy, they won't know you exist.
1: I do good work, so it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, absolutely. So awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was my fave. So what was your fave?
0: I enjoyed you watching anime. It was one of the very first episodes we did, and I think it was a great starting point because it was very much because again, it's the
1: ultimate nerd thing.
0: Well, I don't know if it's the ultimate nerd thing, but certainly it's a very large demographic of nerdy stuff, and I'm kind—that's kind of my epicenter for the most part for nerdy stuff is mostly Japanese stuff. I loved, I loved being able to. Um, do both the, the anime and the manga because I cause I remember giving you the manga to read. Um yeah. In particular, like I love the notion of watching of letting you read the basketball manga, having seen the anime, and being able to tie that one to one and see what the difference is. I'd love to do that with more stuff. That um,
1: actually was really cool for me.
0: Yeah, to see the to read a couple early chapters and then watch the show, show and, and see and, and see, and see how the was difference it?
1: and then and then bunny. uh, uh I,
0: Buddy Girl Senpai, yeah, was also a good is is a good show. Um, I I still love um, the other one, which I can't remember the name to save my life. But you hated
1: it with the soil. Oh Green. yeah, the soil. So the Green, promised Neverland. Promised Neverland. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be in a nice nice little uh, uh, foster home, foster adoptive house, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna get adopted, but you're not really getting adopted. You're getting fed to a monster.
0: So I have so as a spoiler, I'll give you some good news. Some of the kids make it out.
1: So so
0: so of the of the original th- of, of like the three that are in the main title card. Uh-huh. Two of them get out. One of them sacrifices himself to let to get himself some, or herself. Cause himself the, himself. Okay. Because yes. the
1: girl seems very much the type.
0: Yeah, she's she's very much the heroine of the of the series. Um, yeah. And they make out with about. More than half of the, uh, half of the kids, a lot of them older kids, with the intention that they can come back for the younger kids because the younger kids will take longer to mature to become to be ripe to food. be
1: to be a, 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 a big enough to be a snack.
0: Well, I mean, right now I think they're snack related, a, a snack adjacent. Okay. So, um, but no, I I love being able to show that to you because um, I mean, like I, before I was ever playing World of Warcraft, before I was ever into cosplay. Um, before, like, even a lot of that, I was into Japanese animation. And, yeah. And, and even now, I still read quite a bit of Japanese manga. I tend to find myself enjoying more lackadaisical, kind of just, like, everyday sort of stories. Yeah. Like, um, I'm really enjoying shows, <laughs> series in which, like, the main character is annoyed by another character primarily. Um, oddly, weirdly enough. But, um, but no, I that was my thing, and I would love to... Um, I, I have a I have ideas for upcoming stuff, um, thanks to some generous Christmas presents I've been giving. Okay. Um, so I have a wonderful theme that we could go to uh, next after this. Okay. Um, but uh, but no, again, I would love to continue to do, um, Jap- to introduce you to some Japanese animation and stuff, things you would might want to consider watching at a later time, or things that would be interesting, and also just kind of to share. Um, like I still really want to get you to watch Silent Voice, to kind of see like, because then, mind you, like I brought so I had to watch my nieces for a night, uh huh, and I brought them My Neighbor Totoro, and so my younger brother didn't have to go to work, so he's just there as well, and he kept looking at me as if I was a, as if it was like the dumbest thing in the world. Why haven't they made a sequel to My Neighbor Totoro? And I had to tell them like that's not what the Japanese do. They, they're not into sequels unless it's like a huge franchise. And My Neighbor Totoro is a big franchise, but Studio Ghibli's not going to do another film in that. Well,
1: and we saw, and case okay, So, and we saw all over Japan. Mm-hmm. Um if you went into into shops Totoro. Oh yeah. And and had I known how much me and Nina would would enjoy it.
0: Oh, yeah, no. We
1: would have brought them back one. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I
0: never thought I never th- I I hadn't thought to to think about it in that in that context at all because I didn't want to bring them back something they weren't aware of.
1: Yeah, because because
0: so. because again I don't because I because I wanted them to be able to light up right away when they saw it. I didn't want them to look at it and be like, "What is that?" And so, um, but even again, when I went to go bring when I went to go, I brought the DVD and apparently DVDs are not a thing anymore. So thank goodness I had a copy of it on my phone. Um, but I had a little stuffed Totoro that I brought yeah. with me and let them hang on to. Mia, Nina loves that little thing, apparently.
1: Well, they loved the movie. They both told me about it afterwards. Okay. And um, and so it was a hit with them. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm kind of wondering if they're ready for Spirited Away or if that's a little bit older.
0: Oh, I was going to bring them, I mean, there's other Studio Ghibli films. I was going to bring them Ponyo, which is about um, a girl who's technically a fish but becomes a human.
1: Oh, she! They would love that. Yeah, they I, I think uh,
0: there's there's other Studio Ghibli films. I'm not going. I'm not going to bring them. Grave of the Fireflies. Thank you. Um, which is definitely not a, definitely not not something to bring to children right away. Um, it's basically uh, World War Two. Oh, not the fighting or anything, but a, um, a pair of uh, orphans, um, an older brother and his much younger sister who are. Fleeing during the uh, American invasion of Japan. Yeah. So, um, especially with um, fire bombs and things of that nature kind of going off all around them.
1: Yeah. No, that'd be that'd it, be that'd be frightening.
0: Yeah, well, not even so much frightening. as It's just it's not appropriate material for a six and an eight year old. Yeah. So, that that is definitely not going to happen.
1: Well, they love Totoro. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: absolutely. So, do we talk about Japan yet?
1: Yeah, well okay. So so I I wanna double back just a little bit, um, okay. because it, it ties into Japan. And that's that um when we were there, like one of the restaurants we went to had had um had manga books in mm-hmm. the restaurant and we were we were looking at them on the wall and a whole series and you even were intrigued by one of the series they had that you weren't I can't
0: find an English translation,
1: translation of it, it. oh right. My, it did look it did look fascinating. it looks
0: it look, it, and mind you it takes place in the area too yeah it take it literally takes place in Kyoto and I lament the fact that I can't find a decent version of it if only mostly because when I go to try to search for it online there was a um, drama series for it that circumvents a lot of the searches
1: Oh, so, oh, so you keep coming up with that. As so I keep hit. coming up
0: with that, and mind you, there's there's been other ones where it was a manga first, then became a live action sort of thing, and then became an anime. Yeah, um, Japanese dramas are not um, inconsequ- inconsequential. It's where I first heard of Ken Watanabe, yeah. um, who play who always played a fatherly samurai. Can you imagine Ken Watanabe not playing a samurai? Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't play a samurai in every movie he does for in American movies. Yeah, I just actually recently watched him again in Inception, and still every time I'm just like, this man speaks beautiful broken English. I would yeah. listen to this man narrate books.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So and, and
1: and I'm an audible listener, so you know, I I second that.
0: Absolutely, no. I'm, um, but no, yeah, um, yeah. I, it was amazing. Big in Japan it really was just the well, number of stuff there
1: yeah so so the things the things that I really appreciated in, and again tying this back to the whole manga and anime um, discussion um, you know so many of the shops we went into even not just not just in Akihabara but in other you know in Osaka and Kyoto and, and things were, were had homage paid homage to, mm-hmm. to um, anime and you saw it in 7-Elevens you saw it Oh yeah, no. The yeah, selling. you saw you saw it, you saw it everywhere, but the thing that I think uh, most most touched me was really seeing it um, at the at the at the manga museum. That was one of those. That was like one of several things that I thought. Okay, I'm just going to this for you, mm-hmm. and um, I'm along for the ride, and I'll take from it what I can take from it. I had such a blast watching all those people just sit and enjoy. Whether they were laying on the the oh, right. lawn out front or they were sitting in stairwells, any place where you could sit there or or lean against a wall there was somebody there reading reading something. When was the last time you went to a library that was just packed, packed with people and everybody was engaged and enjoying and, and reading and, and and just so into it I, I
0: love the museum's concept as well that it was a former elementary school, school that um, eventually the city decided it you know it was they had too many elementary schools and enough students for it and then this company came in and created this manga museum out of it and collected all this amazing manga I mean like there I mean the first floor had a number of translated English works. As well yeah. as other, other uh, languages French
1: and German Italian, and, yeah. Japanese
0: But everywhere else around the entire <laughs> place Was nothing but Japanese manga And one of those things that I take away from this Was that um, I knew how prevalent manga was mm-hmm. um, Having, under, having uh, Watched actually a great show called Bakuman Which actually goes through the process of A weekly Shonen Jump uh, Manga creation like, mm-hmm. which, In kind of an interesting fashion too um, it's very it's very interesting because of it's made by the same company that was publishing the actual comics, so they were able to kind of like you know the author was literally able to say This is how you go through the process of making manga
1: well and I actually saw some displays they had some nice displays that ex- that that explained both that and um how how when you how um the money you spend on a particular manga mm-hmm. How that dribbles through the the system. Back to the author, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But I love that museum just because it was just, it was so perfect and made me really wish that, you know, that I'm glad that I'm, like, I'm trying to learn more Japanese. I'm learning my hiragana um, and trying... Good for you. Trying to learn, trying to read it at least and getting better. It's one of those things where, like, you absorb it as quickly as you can, you know, over time, and just repetitiveness of it will get you there. Yeah. But, no, it's just, again, just one of those things where it was just, like, that I had to remember that, like, these people who live here in Japan, especially here in in Kyoto, who maybe live two or three bus stops away, can spend two or three bucks. Because, again, the the buses there, again, in in Kyoto were, like, 2,300 yen. Yeah. Wherever you were going. Wherever you were going, unlimited stops, just 2,300 yen. And you could go down to this library, basically this giant library for, like, seven bucks you could park yourself there at 10 a.m. in the morning, and just read manga all yeah. day long. And I, I, I relate that because I remember when back in the day when we had more Barnes and Nobles and um, Borders bookstores yeah. that people you know would go to the manga section, grab a stack of manga, find a chair, and just start reading. Yeah. in there, I, I remember doing that when I was traveling for work for uh, in college. Yeah. And when I had the, you know, I'd get to the next site I had to be at and I'd be like, oh, well, my thing doesn't start for another three hours. Yeah. Well, like, oh, hey, look, there's a Borders or there's a Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I guess I'll go inside there I'll find something to read for a couple hours. Yeah. And I could literally find something to read for literally the next couple hours. Like, I'm, I can imagine that the people in Kyoto, like, well, how are you spending your Saturdays? Like, oh, I'm going to read manga. Yeah. Oh, anything in particular? I don't know. Let's find, let's see what they have at the manga museum.
1: Well, and the fact that it's so easy to come by and and, and inexpensive in the Seven Eleven as well. Mm-hmm. So it's readily really accessible.
0: Oh no, absolutely! And I, I loved. I still explain to people like the 11s in Japan to this day. Yeah, I, I I love explaining the trains and I love explaining uh, the IC card. Yeah, and I love explaining the Seven Elevens that they were just. So, you know, all these family marts and everything were just so ubiquitous. Yeah. You know, that you could walk in, grab a full meal and then, you know, leave theoretically um, you know, I, the, there was never not plenty of different options.
1: Well, and and, and good quality, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nice meals. Um, okay. So, so Japan. I you know, I so, A friend of mine just this week um, said, well, they were planning to go in April of of 2021 and could I give them our our itinerary and tell them what I would change? And as I went through it, I thought there's very little of this that that I would change. There were probably things that because this is a couple who who have no interest in, in, say, anime, um, there's probably things like that that they Mm -hmm. may not do. But um, for us, there really isn't anything that we did that I wouldn't have wanted to do.
0: I think the well, the lone exception might be um, us getting to Mount Fuji. Yeah. And yeah. then. Um,
1: I wish we and what I told what I told Lori was I wish we had had one more day there.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I think that would have been that would have been the thing would mm-hmm. have been to have. A full day so that we could... Because I really would have liked to have ridden bikes around the lake. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One more
0: day at Mount Fuji, especially at that hotel would have been yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the other option, the other one was not the sightseeing tour bus in Kyoto.
1: Yeah. All those sites, yeah.
0: yes. like Especially like the golden domed uh, plaza. And then uh, it, oh, we went to the very last thing at the end was a shrine that was the where the Kyoto's emperor um, uh, the imperial palace not the the imperial palace but the shrine before it because it was the shrine in which the it was a
1: really cool shrine too
0: absolutely and we got to hear like these monks chanting and and doing their thing as they walked around Uh, pleasantly surprised by the samurai experience
1: that was, was yeah, not
0: expecting that.
1: Because I, it was I, originally advertised as a museum, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be a whole samurai experience. And I had a blast. I uh, will probably never again throw ninja stars. Or swing a sword. Or swing a sword or, or um, blow darts.
0: Well, I, I appreciated the history lesson of, of that, too, because it's always kind of a... You know, this notion that, like, all these warring states, because nobody could agree who was the emperor yeah. after a certain point. Um, like, that was... That was nice because it was explained to me in English instead of on like a, in like Japanese or something. Where in a lot of times when you read Japanese history, you watch it on yeah. if it's a historical piece, they often kind of blow through it really quickly because they kind of assume you know what it is. Because you, they kind of assume they're Japanese people watching, right? Um, as where like I appreciate that somebody was able to narrate it in English.
1: Yeah, so so, and that was that was an evening experience that we went to. It took place in almost like a mall.
0: Well, we saw the we saw that style of mall fairly frequently too. Yeah, actually. we did,
1: we did. That's it's sort of the alleyway thing. That, that it's a covered mall. Yeah, okay. covered thing. Um, uh,
0: Lots of tiny shops too. That was always but, the other thing I had to explain to people. It's like all these shops are no depart, bigger. Well, even tiny. department
1: stores aren't really department stores because a lot of them are just. A building that houses lots of small independently owned businesses.
0: Like, so that last day we were in Tokyo, would you not agree that that one store that we went to seemed like it had been put together one floor at a time?
1: Well, yeah, and, and you know, even the when we were going to the, the Pokemon Center in mm-hmm. Tokyo, that thing was obviously a whole bunch of different vendors.
0: The different stores, each, fronts, each and other with, stuff. Yeah,
1: each with their own kiosk under the umbrella of one department store. Mm-hmm. So, so that was really different. Oh yeah. But I mean, I think, I think, so you know, like like anything else, your giant Gundam.
0: Oh that my god, it was goodness. a
1: blast. Have
0: you ever seen a, have you ever seen a statue that tall?
1: Well, and that and that we managed to catch it because I mean, we were tired mm-hmm. and we hadn't eaten, and so we ran into the place. We went, okay, there it is, it's lit. Fine. We took our pictures because we'd had to walk in the rain to get there. Yeah, and we weren't quite sure where it was, so so it took us a little. It took a little longer than we t- needed. Yeah, to. and it was raining, and and so um, we we ran inside and ate in the food court, mm-hmm. which was still a good meal. Excellent meal. Um, but we ate in the food court, and then all of a sudden we realized. It's,
0: it's lighting up it's, it's doing lighting, stuff
1: it's doing something and we ran outside and we got to see the whole performance and and um, the rain broke for a moment so mm-hmm. so we got to see it like not raining we got to see the whole broadcast against the side of the building it was so cool yeah it was just like that was meant to be
0: yeah it was just a giant statue and actually that'll tie into what we're doing next week we're gonna watch that show
1: Oh, perfect! Because
0: okay. for Christmas we got I got a model kit for it.
1: Is that what John gave you? Okay, so, yeah.
0: So John got me a uh, Master Grade, which is a good good quality one one hundred model scale of the Gundam Unicorn. And so during this last week, I procured Gundam pens to uh-huh. de- detail it with, as well as good tools to sand down the nubs and yeah. release it from its holdings and bindings. Okay. And I've also gotten you one as well. That's I have small. nail
1: files, by the way. I know my father used to use my nail files. Oh, I, like I have that.
0: a big collection of nail files okay. behind you. But I've also gotten you a smaller one as well. Oh. So you're going to get to build your own as well. We'll build it together. Oh, very after good. watching the show.
1: Oh, very good. Okay. And, that's,
0: and that'll, we'll do not only a, we'll do uh, a podcast on Gundam itself, and in mm-hmm. this case we'll watch... Gundam unicorn which I think is a very good intro um, into Gundam um, it's clearly like the best quality Gundam I can offer you at this point in time versus the very early 1970s 1978 Gundam okay which did not age well although if they it's were
1: surprising the things that do and don't you know
0: well not, not in the sense that it doesn't age well in which qual- uh, in which like the story or anything it doesn't age well because it was 1970s animation. Yeah, um, and a big reason why Mecha was very popular in the nineteen seventies is because you don't have to do a lot of animation of the face. Yeah, and so, um, but even then, it's very blocky and kind of hard to watch on certain levels. Um, I, there's a show called uh, Gundam Origin, which kind of tells the story up until that point. It, that's also pretty good, um, but I think, um, Gun- but I think Gundam Unicorn, if you want, if if you're even slightly interested in this, Gundam Unicorn is good because it's originally broadcasted in um, a hour-long format, little hour, 10-minute mm-hmm. sort of little movies that you watch, and there's about uh, seven or eight of them. So it, w- it won't take forever to watch, but you don't have to watch all of it. But it's very good of highlighting what Gundam is about. And it's not about giant robots. Okay. It's about... What do you do when you have the ability to do anything? And how do people get wrapped up into war when they have no intention of getting wrapped up into it?
1: How do people get carried off?
0: How do people get carried off? And how do your... Um, what What is right when you consider that both sides are technically right on their own levels? One might be the aggressor while the other one's not necessarily or vice versa. Um, again, Gundam is not about the giant robots. It's about... Um, it's about, you know, how war is horrible on a certain level. And these are the feelings and reactions you get while you're in it. Yeah. But that's what we're going to talk about next week.
1: Okay. Well, interesting timing for that, considering what's happened this week with, with oh, Iran. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then people wonder why I like, why I, why I enjoy the nerdy stuff because I don't have to listen to the real stuff.
1: Well, and here's an interesting thing that um, when we were at at your cousin's wedding, and mm-hmm. I was talking to um, your cousin gina, who who is an occasional listener of ours? Oh, okay, cool. Um, hi, they, Gina. Hi, Gina. Um, so uh, you know one of the things she said was, well, there was a time when nerd, nerds were not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And, and being a nerd was kind of a unique thing. She said it's still kind of a unique thing, but it's so much more mainstream, much so so much more accepted now. Oh yeah, and I think that's really true.
0: Well, I definitely think it's, I think it's more acceptable because people are finding out that other people are into this stuff, and they're not alone in the world. Yeah. So they're less yeah. concerned about being judged by other people. I think. I think in that in that sense, I think. So, that, so they're out. Yeah, I mean, they're out. Is it still weird? Yeah, but. If you recognize that, yeah, it's weird, but you have a community of people you can um, uh, lean on or go back to at the end of the day, then it's not as scary at the end of the day. The rest of the world can, you know... The rest of the world doesn't need to understand that Thanos is the best character in the entire Marvel Universe. (laughs) But, like, I, I... You know, I can go back to my online subreddits and, and discussions and agree with yes he's the best character of all he had he had the best glove it's better than michael jackson's
1: <laughs> all I he guess, had to do was snap i guess my thing and yeah really um i guess and i guess my thing is is really that um if you have thousands and millions of people playing something or doing something mm-hmm. um that brings them joy then there must be something to that because i don't think I don't think that's coincidental. Um, And so if you open yourself up to what might be joyful in it, you might find it.
0: Absolutely. So, excellent. So we'll put all of our notes here on our website here at nerdtutorialpodcast.com. As well, you can continue our discussion at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast. Or visit me on uh, Twitter at nerd underscore tutorial, where... I'm always accepting ideas, future critiques, and and comments about our podcast. And thank you so much for listening to us. I'm hoping for another fun year of new topics. Uh, we're going to focus on some more focused topics here. Like we do have ones on Super Mario Brothers, Batman. I don't
1: understand Super Mario at all. Ex- excellent. And, well, and don't understand Batman either.
0: Excellent. Um, but yeah, no, we'll have some slightly more focused topics now that we've gotten a good intro palette in. Um, but if you have other further if if ideas please let us know we'd love to hear uh what you think would be a great future topic but until then um we'll see you guys again next time and thank you so much for
1: listening bye